Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much, seriously, for listening to the podcast version of this letter every day, for reading it. For those of you who are reading it, thank you guys so much, seriously. This is another free version of the Kale Letter because it's Monday and why not? Guys, if you could sign up for the $10 version, it's $10 a month, $50 a year. I'll send you one of these every single day. And if you haven't done it yet, I'm literally wondering why not? Just click the big blue button. But hey guys, I'm excited about this one today. This is why your government must devalue your currency, meaning that you can buy less things for the same dollars. Now, I'm gonna try to keep this one super short, which is pretty insane because the topic that I'm writing about today is super complicated. Thankfully for you, I've been researching this for the entire crazy year of 2020, and I think I have enough clarity to dumb it down for normal people like you and me, okay? So if you want the full detailed presentation, I would recommend these resources. The first video is by Ray Dalio, the owner of Bridgewater, who is absolutely incredible, and it talks about, it's a 30-minute video about how the economy works. I would highly recommend that. The second one is a podcast with one of the smartest people in the world right now. Her name is Lynn Alden, and she talks about this same idea that I'm talking about in much more detail if you really want to get into the weeds with this topic. But for those of you who are with who have limited time, which is probably all of you listening to this, let's go. Basically, no matter who you are voting for on November 3rd, governments around the world have been backed into a corner, okay? Here's the punchline right at the beginning and then I'll explain, okay? The governments now only have three options, seriously. Number one, stop spending money in such a drastic way and start actually paying back debt. This would mean that the stock market would crash uncontrollably tomorrow. Everyone would freak out and start hoarding money instead of spending it. And we will enter globally into a depression that is probably equal or greater than the Great Depression. Okay, that's option number one. I know it doesn't sound very great. Option number two, we can cut government programs for hundreds of millions of people. Think of words like Medicare, Medicaid, basically that safety net that the government has been saying to you your whole life, this is why you pay taxes so that when you retire, we'll take care of you. All of that is going to disappear, poof, gone forever. That obviously doesn't sound great either. The third option is this, right? The governments are going to print money like crazy in order to pay back all of their debt. The purchasing power of the currency that you're using, whether it's the US dollar, the yen, the euro, whatever, is going to drop like crazy. But hopefully, this won't start an instant depression or a revolution. Obviously, you don't have to be a genius to understand which one of these the governments are going to choose. No politician, at least the ones that I'm looking at on my TV every day, I don't know about you guys, is going to do these two things. Number one, they're never going to tell retirees that they are completely screwed. It's not going to happen, guys. Number two, they're not going to purposefully start an economic de depression on their watch, on their term, that is worse than the Great Depression. Obviously, they're never going to do that, right? So they're simply not going to do that. The easiest way out is to just steal from you, from you, from me, from the world by systematically printing more money. You can watch that video that I posted above to learn all about the long-term debt cycle. And a bonus for, I just thought of this while I was reading this, I would encourage you to read The Price of Tomorrow by Jeff Booth. So I won't even write that in the article. A little bonus for those of you guys listening to the podcast version, but another good book about this concept. But that is what is causing this, guys. It's not Bill Clinton's fault. It's not Obama's fault. It's not Trump's fault. It's not any of the politicians' fault, generally. It is 
80 plus years, everyone you've ever known, it's always been this way. It all comes down to one simple concept. We collectively as a people, as human beings, spend more money than we make. That's it. You guys know this is true, right? You can get into the weeds with how interest rates rise. So the Fed increases liquidity by injecting dollars into the market, which pushes interest rates down, but eventually they hit a zero bound and there's nowhere to go. So they have to to do fiscal and monetary stimulus to get the money into the real economy so people will spend it. That's basically how a lot of these podcasts sound. That's all true information, guys, but it's not that important to know if you just trust me on this, okay? By overspending and overusing credit over the past 80 plus years, everyone you've ever known, we have backed ourselves into a corner where we all know that logically, right, that these debts are not gonna be paid back under the normal system. No matter how much you tax your people, guys, you cannot pay it back. Just search the U.S. debt clock on Google if you don't believe me. Remember when we were in high school and that and that debt clock was you know lower? It's insane. It's out of control. It just keeps going up. There's no paying it back. So that's it. There's no reason to stress about it or to worry about it, guys. But it is pretty interesting because it's one of those unique times in history where you know exactly what is going to happen with something that can make you very wealthy. So I think it's time to take advantage of it. The governments have to. They have to. They have no choice to print you more money. They have no choice. So things that are valued in, this is the key point, guys, write this down. Things that are valued in that money that they are printing that have scarcity to them will naturally go up in price. Write that down, guys. It's like if you were standing in a room with a Mona Lisa for sale, okay? The Mona Lisa, you're selling it. You own it. Good for you. You are just auctioning off the Mona Lisa, okay? Someone shouts 10 million, 20 million, and then all of a sudden, This dude rolls in with a printing press and he starts printing money. He hands everyone at the auction another $10 million. The bidding goes insane. 50 million. People are sharing their fake money between them. They're they're pooling their money to try to raise the bid up. 100 million. You get the idea, right? That painting would sell for a lot of money. So if you don't, if you own things that can't be printed, like the Mona Lisa, over the next 10 years, you will do really well. Here's what I personally own, okay? You can make your own decisions. This isn't financial advice, but this is what I'm doing. Number one is my own business, okay? Good luck printing another business of mine, right? This is a one of one, baby. It's 100% unique, and if it's valuable, if I'm offering a valuable service or product, someone is gonna buy it with all of those printed dollars. They need to put their money somewhere, right? So they're gonna buy it. Plus, I have 100% control over it. I'm able to control how it operates. And plus, it's the most profitable thing you can do in this life. Starting a business, becoming an entrepreneur is the number one way to wealth. Everyone knows this. Besides, if you're like a celebrity or an athlete or something, but for most of us, that's not the case, right? So you got to start a business. Number two is Bitcoin. I've talked about this in detail, guys, but if you go read my last kale letter, go back and read it. It's a free edition. Go back and read it. Um, I outline in detail why I invest in Bitcoin in plain English. It's not, it's not, you know, complicated. You can read through the investment thesis. Here's the cliff notes though, guys. They cannot print any more Bitcoin. They can't. It's impossible. And so it's honestly the scarcest asset that's ever been created. There's, it's scarcer than gold. It's scarcer than moon rocks. It's scarcer than anything. It really is. So gold, the, the, the last thing, number three that I'm investing in is gold. Okay. It's, I do this for the same reasons as Bitcoin. It's scarce. However, it's pretty outdated. It's hard to move. It's hard to transact in. It's hard to verify. 
it's just, it's not a technology that I'm very excited about. However, it is way better than trading stocks that are trading at, you know, all time high multiples where Apple is valued at 10 billion times earnings. And it's definitely way better than keeping your money in Bank of America. I mean, that's probably the worst thing you can do is just keep your money in the bank or under the mattress. Okay. So I hope that helped you. Let me know in the comments if that makes any sense. Subscribe to, seriously guys, subscribe to this. That would be great. I'm going to actually start sending these out privately to only subscribers here, hopefully in the next week or so. I just want to make sure everyone has a chance to subscribe and see the quality of this letter before I do that. But subscribe now before these get taken away. And I'm going to share, and then guys, share this with someone. If your mom would benefit, your dad, your sister, your best friend, someone at work who could actually learn something from this, I would encourage you to forward this email or just share it. Thanks guys. Love you. See you in the next one. Have a great day. Bye.